Hello and welcome to Talking HE, my name is Anthony Vassant. In this episode we speak to Sarah Hallam, Senior Lecturer in Primary Education and Senior Fellowship Lead with the Responsibility for Digital at Edge Hill University. We discuss how technology is used in primary education, the barriers faced by PGCE primary students within schools and what higher education can learn from primary education. We hope you enjoy this episode. My name is Sarah Hallam and I'm the Senior Fellowship Lead with the Responsibility for Digital at Edgehill University in Ormskirk. Thank you very much for joining us on Talking HE, Sarah. I'd like to begin with how your PGCE students find learning to use technology within their teaching. That is a really interesting question. Um, I think that we in HE make quite sweeping presumptions about the technology skills that our students arrive with and I think that can be quite dangerous. Um, We have students who arrive you know who are very digitally savvy who understand how to use technology for their teaching and for their own scholarship and we have others who don't. We have others who understand how to use technology really well within their current field, but but not within academia. So it can be be a, a bit of a, a culture shock and a surprise for them, um, but it's something that they often pick up really easily and really well. What kind of strategies do you use to develop that fluency with technology? The first thing we do is we start with students. Um, we meet them where they are. Um, so we work with students to understand their needs, whether that's through a kind of getting to know you survey when they first arrive, right through to focus groups and just having discussion and dialogue with them. And then we try and make any form of digital education student led. Um, so, for example, I had a group of students called Digital Leaders. Um, and their brief was to be trained to be able to run rings around me with my technology knowledge. And then they would go off and support their colleagues, support um, academic colleagues within the faculty. And actually starting it with the students um, is is absolutely the way to go, in my opinion, because it belongs to them then. Um, it's a process that is for them and with them rather than something that's done to them. What are the experiences of the students who go on placement and find technology within their schools? Again, it, it can be, be very different by setting. So you will have some students who go into very digitally aware, digitally savvy settings in schools and they they soak it up like a sponge. They they really do get an opportunity to, to see it in practice and, and work with some excellent teachers in the field. We have have other students who perhaps would have liked that opportunity, but perhaps the school isn't quite ready in terms of their own practice. So we would then work with them and with the school to support them with that technology use. Um, For example, we run um, CPD sessions that are open to partnership schools, but also to students. So we we really are about developing that sense of of learning together. 
um, and understanding context. You know, there, there's nothing worse than generic technology being forced upon you. Here are the five apps you'll need as a teacher. Here are the 10 things that you need to know. It just doesn't work because each setting, each group of students and pupils are so very different. It's much more about getting to understand a context and and letting students know that they have the support infrastructure to be able to do that. And what are some of the barriers or challenges you're seeing? Again, it comes down to diversity. So what does a school have? We can't really plan for students to go out and use a very particular technology or a very particular approach because we don't know how that school works. So it's about teaching students to be agile with technology, to be able to very quickly kind of scope what's in front of them. What hardware does a setting have? Are there any restrictions on software that can be used? What's the school attitude towards technology? And then then being able to respond to that again with support. So I think that is a big barrier. And I think some schools um, and indeed some universities are still quite frightened of technology. Um, it can appear to be witchcraft. It can uh, appear to be evangelical. And this is not about saying I've got an app that will teach this or I've got a piece of software that will do this or replace this. And I also have a problem with the term enhanced technology, enhanced learning. Um, it's too young for us to know that. You know, I think it can enable. I think it can augment. But I think going in with the with the absolute idea that technology will change something for the better is is incorrect. So it's it's more about hearts and minds sometimes as barriers and challenges than it is about, you know, feeds and speeds and and wires and kit. Hmm, That's really interesting. What do you think has brought us to this way of thinking? Yeah, I I think that the enhanced comes from lots of the real benefits of technology. So often it is instant, often it is about automaticity. So, for example, you know, being able to do something digitally, record grades digitally, whether it's at HE or in a in a large secondary school, it it takes time away. It it makes the process more efficient. So I think that coming through the technological age of kind of automation, um, particularly around support systems, is where we've got that enhancement from. And I absolutely agree that it does that. You know, it, it, it really does make our lives easier. Where would we be without some of the technologies that we use in those senses? But in terms of learning, I think we've got a long way to go. Um, and I really support the 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 research of that and the exploration of that. And I think we've got pockets of brilliance, for example, around accessibility. You know, we know that that's where technology really can enhance a student experience, whether they are studying for a postgraduate qualification or they're in their early years of of education. Um, We know that it can support there. We know that it works with engagement and, you know, that that can be a worry for some. It isn't for me. If I can hook pupils or students in with a technology that then leads them into learning, there's absolutely nothing wrong with technology being used for engagement either. What can higher education learn from primary education? That's another really good question. I think 
When you work in HE and you are around digital tools and technologies, we tend to have a core suite of things that we will use. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have our kind of university infrastructures, but then there will be, you know, the go to tools that have been used probably for quite a long time or perhaps refreshed around um, the, the shift into online teaching with COVID. Um, and we tend to not stray outside of those. And the, the colleagues who do tend to be lone rangers. They tend to be people who are interested in and enthusiastic about technologies. In in school settings, there's a much, you know, I'm going to come back to that word agile. There's a much more agile use of technology. You know, uh, a, a primary school will use one tool or one app or one piece of software because it fits correctly into the curriculum just at that moment in time. And whilst they don't worry about deepening that knowledge or deepening that use, it, it serves a purpose. So I think that 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 agility again, but also also an exploratory attitude whereby you are continually looking for new tools. You're you're exploring how and when you can do things differently. And we know that affecting change in HE is much more difficult um, than it is in some school settings. But I do think that we're missing that that opportunity to play with technology, to stretch it, to talk about it. Um, we have a learning design group in our faculty, which is, is is purposed just with that, with playing with and, and manipulating learning and teaching strategy, with trying things out, with exploring. And I, I'd love to see more spaces like that across the HE sector. Why do you think these experimental spaces don't exist as much in higher education? I think that there are several reasons for that. I mean, the first is university infrastructure. You know, I'm sure we've all been there where it's been difficult to change a system or influence its use or or get people who perhaps aren't involved in learning and teaching to understand why we want to use a technology in a particular way. Um but I also think it, it's pressure, you know, it's regulatory pressure. It's the kind of consumerist nature that can sometimes infiltrate HE. And, and I think we're afraid to experiment where we're getting it right. And I think we try to conform where we know we need to improve. So those those spaces suddenly become smaller and smaller. And I think that's why it's so important to work with students, you know, to co-construct the use of technology within programs kind of mitigates a lot of that risk. If you're you're talking through the rationale with your students, if you're involving them in that process, again, it doesn't suddenly become, you know, you being flippant with their choice, their chance in education. It becomes you really committing to being a professional who wants to grow and develop and and challenge the status quo of, of what learning and teaching looks like in higher education. Do you invite students to participate in the design of teaching and learning? We do indeed. Um, so we have a group that runs alongside it called The Huddle, and they are basically a sounding board for anything and everything, learning, teaching, assessment and student experience. And they work very, very closely 
with the learning design group. This year, we're actually um, planning to take that one stage further and we want student developers to be involved in programmes right from the conception. So understanding the quality processes, understanding how digital and actually all things learning and teaching can be weaved through a programme from a student perspective. Um, you know, we are in this together. Although, you know, they they come for an experience, they come with an expectation. I'm an absolute firm believer that when we work with them and alongside them, um, they get the very best out of their, their programmes. Thanks to Sarah for her time. Join us again next time for more Talking HE. Until then, if you've got a comment or query, please tweet us at TalkingHEPod or email santanu at santanuvasant.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Santanu Vasant, and this has been Talking HE.